0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined, as always, my co is Nick Villato. And today's a fun day. We're finally into the... Range of our pre-draft podcast where I think Nick and I both would admit we have the most fun doing mock drafts, doing my guys, things like that. Today is a dueling seven-round mock draft where both Nick and I will be participating in a mock draft simulator, but different mock draft simulators. We will draft a different team, potentially, or the same, we don't know yet, for the New York Giants. And that's the fun part about today's dueling seven-round mock draft. We will not be, we have not done the draft already. We will be recording it as it goes. So we will be playing out the simulator. We'll be looking into trades. If we want to trade, we're allowing trades and we're just going to let this thing roll out and see how things go. And we will both talk over each of our picks based on how the mock draft simulators run out. We're both using the PFF mock draft simulator because we believe it is probably the most accurate of all the ones out there, but we have set the settings a little bit slightly different on each of ours. So we can hopefully have different draft picks in this. Um, But yeah i mean i'm very excited for this for those of you who can see watching on youtube i'm recording from my happy place this is this is my happy place i'm actually here i wish i was actually here and that's red rocks yeah that's red rocks that's my happy place it's the greatest place on earth literally for me at least um so it's gonna be my background maybe for a few of these i'm gonna keep switching it up maybe that's a fun thing i'll do where i'll just change my virtual background every time big on this virtual background thing nick you know you don't have to worry about as much of the setup behind you you can just whatever's going on that day you just so, you know, do, uh, whatever it is, and I can have some fun with it. And we'll start to do some fun things here.
2: I understand that, too, because I have a dog, a puppy, mm-hmm. and he rips his toys up and he leaves fluff all over my freaking room, all over my studio. And sometimes I go into podcasts. And if you look in the background, you'll see just white fluff just sitting there. And I'm like, damn it, I forgot to clean that
1: up. He's still doing that.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Like, I get him toys that toy last, like it'll last
1: maybe a day. Did he, he, did he, did just, he chew up that $300 bed yet?
2: No. Or, okay. Well, he tries to hump it sometimes, but I don't allow him to, obviously. So, no, I wouldn't say that's chewed up.
1: Okay, that's good. That's still alive. You don't want to buy something and have it immediately chewed up. Even if he's not really a fan of it yet, hopefully he'll come around to it. He used to he- love it, but
2: then he – this is like the, the funny thing, and you could draw a lot of parallels from this. He used to love it, and then I wasn't home. He found a way to hump it, and now he doesn't really fuck with the bed anymore. And I'm like, I oh got a typical male right there, is it not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome stuff from your pup, Phoenix. All right, Nick, let's let this thing roll out now. Let's get into this mock draft. So you can you can make the pick first, your first round pick first. And I would say talk through where the draft went with the first 24 picks before your pick. If you're considering trading out of this pick, if you consider trading up at any point, and then what pick you're going to make if you're staying at the pick and not trading the pick.
2: Yeah, so we are using PFF's mock draft simulator. And I just ran it, so this is all. I have not had a chance to look over who is available and whatnot, but Joey Porter is gone. Deontay Banks is gone. Brian Branch is gone. Kalijah Kansi is gone. Nolan Smith is gone. Zay Flowers is gone. Miles Murphy is gone. Brian Brezzi is gone. So at the top of PFF's board, we're looking at, Tennessee tackle, Oil Wright, and Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, the two tackles. Obviously, I'm not going to consider tackle. For players that the Giants might be interested in, Will McDonald from Iowa State, the edge is still around. Jordan Addison out of USC, the wide receiver, is still around. Emmanuel Forbes is still around. Felix Anudike Uzama, BJ Ojolari. These are the types of players who are around. This is not a great scenario. And as the podcast listeners know, I love Emmanuel Forbes. I'm okay with Emmanuel Forbes at 25, but I have four trades offered to me. So I'm going to look at these four trades. And Dan, I'm really interested because the Eagles are the team that are offering me a trade. They're the only one that are still in the first round that are offering. Everybody else is like 38 ones in the fifties. I'm I'm not going to entertain that. I want to stay within striking distance to possibly land somebody that I respect and that I like. So I traded the 25th pick, 172nd pick, the 209th and 240th pick. So a bunch of picks that weren't even the giants. And then one of the giants late round picks for 30 and 62. Okay. Got so back five spots and I got 62 as well. I'm fine with punting on those three late round picks. I don't really give a crap about that. So I'm going to resume the draft and we're going to see who the Eagles selected there and if I'm a betting man they're going to go with this guy and they did. They selected Bijan Robinson. They jumped okay. ahead of Dallas, they jumped ahead of Buffalo and I don't know how Giant fans feel about that. I don't even know how I feel about that. But in this mock draft I'm cool with sitting here at 30 and selecting Emmanuel Forbes and picking up that extra sec round pick. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi state cornerback.
1: Uh, I'm so jealous of you, Nick. I went into this mock draft, this dueling seven round mock draft with the idea that I was going to most likely trade this 25th overall pick. I think if the board falls the way it did in your mock, I really hope Joe Shane does trade back because. For a lot of reasons. I mean, for the fun of this exercise, now you have the 60 second pick to play with Nick, and you could find a good player. And I think by the end of it, when you do make these trades back, your mocks always look better because like, oh, I got this guy and this guy and this guy. The real reality NFL is a lot of picks after 50 overall just bust and end up not making it, but. After the draft is done, like after a mock or the actual draft is done, it looks so good on paper. So you're going to have a much more fun mock to work with, and that was my expectation. But I also think outside of that, it is a good uh, move for the Giants to make and Joe Shane to make, regardless of you know if these picks actually pan out. You're getting more throws at the board. You know, you're getting more targets at that dart board, and you may not hit on 62, but you may then hit on your actual natural pick at 57, but now you got two chances really to hit on one player there versus one chance. And I think if the board falls your way, Nick with those two corners that we really like, or that I really like, cause I don't want to speak for you on Porter with Porter and banks off the board with branch off the board with Nolan Smith off the board with, you know, Zay flowers off the board, maybe then you should really think to trade back. And I hope the giants do consider it on draft night, but in my mock draft, Nick, you know, I got lucky here. I had a player fall. And look, some players we like went 15th overall, Joey Porter Jr. fifth uh, to the Packers. I like him. Brian at 18 overall. Went to the Lions. I like him. Kalijah Kansi at 21 overall. I like him. Brian Breesey at 22 overall. Nolan Smith at 23 overall. But on my board, Nick, somehow falling to 25 overall is Deontay Banks, the corner out of Maryland. And this is a snap pick for me in this spot. Deontay Banks, I don't want to totally spoil them all, but he will be on the My Guys show. I freaking love Deontay Banks' profile. I want to get into too much of it now because we're going to talk about it on a My Guys show later, but I just feel like this is the complete profile for a corner outside of one thing, and that's Somewhat questionable ability to get his head around down the field on vertical routes on the vertical plane and ball skills not perfectly there on all, you know, across the board, mostly on those vertical routes, but that's such a minute point of his game. Like the NFL, we just don't see a lot of vertical shots from the vast majority of quarterbacks. 90 to 95% of quarterbacks are either the get the ball out quick in the layup lane type of quarterbacks or like they need deep shots off play action and most offenses don't give them that. So I'm not too worried about that. Outside of that, Deontay banks does everything for me on film. So, and has the amazing athletic profiles. This is a snap pick for me, Deontay banks. This would be one of the most ex- players I'm most excited about the giants potentially getting. So I'm going to draft Deontay banks. I'm not going to trade back. I'm going to roll the simulator forward to the second round, Nick. Now you're going to be up on the clock before I am at 62 overall in round two, cause you did pick up that extra pick. So on your board, who's left at 62, who went off that you're pissed that went off before you, or I'm sorry, 57 comes before 62. I'm an idiot. I don't know math. So we're both on the clock again. You're going to be on the clock first though, at 57 overall.
2: Yeah, I would probably attempted to trade up if this was a real draft because John Michael Schmitz was selected at 52, and then two picks later, Joe Tittman was selected at 54, cool. but I have this on fast mode because I have no patience, obviously, <laughs> I just want to see where my pick is, so I did not have an opportunity to jump up. Luke Whippler is still around at 57, and the center run has started, but Trenton Simpson is still around. The Clemson linebacker, Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee wide receiver, is still around, as is Cedric Tillman, so I there are some really interesting players left. One reason why I was a little hesitant, even though I did it, to go cornerback in the first round is because DJ Turner and Clark Phillips, they're yeah. still around. And there are still assets that I feel like can be added to the secondary that you can select here in the second round and feel very comfortable about it. And I don't love this player, Trenton Simpson, but I do like the value of Trenton Simpson at 57. So I'm really considering that selection. I can't say I'm considering TJ Turner, even though he plays a different spot than than um than Emmanuel Forbes, Luke Whippler That's fine, but I don't think I'm gonna go with that in the in the second round. And then I'm looking at Diane Henley, who's a player that we both really like. He's available at 57, a linebacker, versatile type of player, but I do believe I'm more than likely going to select Trenton Simpson with this selection and plug him in. And that will be, cause I do have Trenton Simpson a little bit higher from the film I've seen on Diane Henley. I believe you've seen more. I haven't watched that USC game. I really want to get to that. So I should probably do that. But in this mock, I, I think I'm comfortable sitting here at 57 and selecting Trenton Simpson.
1: I like that pick. I think there's a lot of talk about Trenton Simpson. The talk earlier was centered around if the giants would take him at 25, but if you don't take him at 25 and he falls to 57, that makes it more of a gamble that I can get on board with. And I feel like you feel the same way, right? Nick, there is still the idea behind him. Like number one, I think you brought this up early in the process and we talked about this with, with, uh, and this podcast will drop after that. So it's fine with Russell Brown the other day. And it's like the character there is through the roof with Trenton Simpson. And you know, the giants love that. And I love it too, because good character means you have a chance to maximize potential. Do you want to be the best possible football player you can be is the number one question for every prospect that makes a difference in them hitting or not. To me, it's more of a baseline. But it's not there for all these prospects. If we're going to be honest, which is the crazy part, some of these guys don't really take it as seriously as others. Maybe they rely on their talent. I don't think that's the case with Trenton Simpson, despite him having a lot of talent, Nick. So I like this pick for you here. On my board, though, Nick, I don't really like what's left here, and I'm struggling because a player I'm considering is Tuli Tui uh, out of, out of USC, the edge. I'm okay with the pick here. Julius Brents is on the board. I like that too, but the problem with Brents is I just went Deontay Banks in round one, and the same thing goes for DJ Turner, who I probably yeah. – push come to shove, take over Julius Brent. So I like them both, but I already went corner. So I got to rule them out. So I can't really go corner, corner. It doesn't make too much sense, I don't think. Zach Charbonnet is on the board, but I'm not going to make that kind of um, luxury pick right now. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell is on the board. I'm strongly considering Dell. I don't really care what others think of him. I think he's a really good player. And I just have this feeling that the size won't matter as much and he's not going to be a Tavon Austin type. So I'm considering him for sure. Also on the board here is... Uh, Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, who we both like, who offers a different skill set than what the Giants currently have. I do have my concerns with Tillman with a Daniel Jones type quarterback, but and this type of uh Brian Dable, Mike Kafka system, but I do like what he brings that you know the Giants don't have. Also on the board here is Dan Henley, who you know I love, but I'm not so sure I'm going to make this pick just yet. So actually, I'm looking to trade here. Uh, I'm going to make my first trade of this draft, and I'm going to go. From 57, let's see if I can make this trade. So this is going to be – I'm talking with the Bengals. The Bengals are not a team that usually trades. Duke Tobin just sits at his picks and just makes his picks. But today they want to trade. So let's see what I can get back by giving them 57. I want 60 and 92. I'm going to give them 57 and 160 and 172. And let's see if they're in for that. Let's offer this trade. The trade was accepted. Okay. So I moved back from 57, three spots to 60. I picked up 92. I lost 160 and I lost uh, 172. So after this trade, I'm going to resume the draft and see what's left three picks later. So DJ Turner and Tui Pelotu come off the board. And now, Nick, got to be honest with you. I'm thinking about moving back down again. So I'm going to go from 60 <laughs> to 70, and I'm going to pick up 100 along the way. Um, is that all they can offer me? Is anything else better than this? Let's see. No, what get greedy out. man. Get greedy. I'm getting greedy. I'm getting greedy now. Nah, none of these teams have anything. Let's see if the bucks have anything interesting to offer. No, nothing. Eh, this is less interesting to me. Now I can get pick hundred, but I do like pick 100 hundred enough. So I'm going to offer 60 for 70 and pick hundred with the Raiders. Let's offer this trade. And that was accepted too. So now I move back another 10 spots, but I picked up another top hundred pick back end of hundred, but there's guys we like there. So I'm going to resume the draft now. Julius Brents, Antonio Johnson, Luke Whipler, Andre Carter, Clark Phillips, Cedric Tillman comes off the board. No, that's what I was hoping would be there for me. Okay. So now I'm at pick 70. I lost my chance at Cedric Tillman. I'm looking at the board. I'm looking at players and you know what? So Tank Dell's on the board. I'm definitely considering him, but you know what, Nick, there's a player who's kind of really intrigued me late in this process. And I think I really like his upside here. And I think I'm going to go with him. And that's Chandler Zavala, the guard out of North Carolina State, the interior offensive lineman. Maybe he can be a center. Maybe he can be a guard. I think he's probably a guard. But I just love – the more I looked into his profile, I just really like it. Coming into football late, the athleticism, the ability, the the combination of power and and foot speed. I like him. I'm going to go interior offensive lineman. I'm going to go Chandler Zavala at 70 overall.
2: Hey, I can't knock that. Now, I have not – really seen too much of Chandler Savala believe I guess I watched a decent amount of him from his either junior or sophomore tape just by watching icky because they're both North Carolina state guys but I'm also pretty active in the general manager chair but I already took care of that so So I traded from 62 because I had the 62nd pick from trading down to 64, traded back two spots, allowed the Bears to double dip. They went DJ Turner, and then they were just so inclined to trade back up into the second round to get Andre Carter out of Army. Good for you, I guess. That's fine. So now I'm sitting there at 64. I picked up the 133rd pick from the Philadelphia Eagles, which was owned by the Chicago Bears. So trade down two spots, get another pick. Hey, I'm all about that. And Jalen Hyatt is still on the board. Nathaniel Dell is not anymore. So that would have been a really fun, do I go Tank Dell? Do I go Jalen Hyatt? Because I really, I really kind of like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think I like Tank Dell better than Jalen Hyatt. I feel like I do too. Luckily, this PFF board removed that from me. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt here. First pick in the third round. I think I'm fine with that. Look, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hyatt guy, but I know the, the traits that he offers are traits that are insanely valuable in the NFL. And they are traits that I feel like the Giants desperately need on their offense right now. I don't love the fact that he more than likely is going to have to play in the slot. It's going to be a little bit of a transition period. I hate the idea of the Giants selecting at 25, but here at 64, I am okay with it. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt. If Michael Wilson didn't have all those injury issues, I would probably consider that totally, completely different player than a Jalen Hyatt, but
1: I'm going to go with Hyatt here. So let's go over your first three picks real quick. Just remind the the listeners of those first three picks, and I'll remind of my first two before I get into my third pick.
2: Yeah, so in the first round, I went with Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. In the second round, I went with Trenton Simpson, linebacker out of Clemson, and then with my third-round pick, first pick in the third round, I went with Jalen Hyatt, wide
1: receiver out of Tennessee. Okay, so you had some speed to our offense, which we don't have. You had two big pieces to our defense, both speed guys as well. Um, Even Trenton Simpson for what he plays, a speed guy, and give finally some weapons for Wink Martindale. So far, I have given Martindale a potential cornerback one. I think maybe he'll be more of an actual cornerback two at the next level, but like a super high-end cornerback two in Deontay Banks. And then Chandler Zavall to upgrade our interior offensive line. Compete year one maybe at center they want to work him there. Maybe at right guard the future there. We'll see what happens with Azudu, but at worst, he's competition. So now I'm on the clock at 89. I got to be honest, Nick, there's a lot of talent I like on the board here for me at 89. So I'm going to go over what my process. I'm not trading out of this pick because I like way too many of the players who are left. Players I'm considering are one Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. who We've done draft profile on. We both love him. Nick talked about him on his players. He's higher on the consensus. I think he'd add an element to this giant's offense immediately. Another player who I'm considering here who fell in this mock, and I don't think he's going to fall this late, Nick. And he, so he's probably best of player available is Jartavius Martin, the corner slash safety slash whatever you want to play him at. We don't know yet, uh, out of Illinois. And I love the fact that if they draft, if I draft Martin here with banks, I have two guys immediately who can compete for different spots in the secondary. I can put Martin in the, in the slot or potentially safe just mix him around with we'll Mick Martindale. And we know we're going to have banks on the outside, but I can't say I'm definitely making this pick just yet because as I look down this board, I see a lot of players I like. I don't want to give away too, too much of my my guys on this pod, but I feel like I'm going to. It's just kind of the nature of a mock draft, and I guess I'm giving it away, but Tyler Scott is on the board, the wide receiver of Cincinnati, and I I don't know how much you've watched a Scott, but I freaking love have. Tyler Scott's game, man. I think, like, Tyler, you talked before about you might take Dell over Hyatt. I might take Tyler Scott over, over Jalen Hyatt, man. I think he's the better. I almost feel like he's the more complete version of Jalen Hyatt. I like the way he gets in and out of breaks. I think he has a little bit of Tyler. I've heard this comp, so it's not my own, but I think he does have a little bit of Tyler Lockett to his game. And I love tyler lockett's film i knew he'd be a steal in round three it was so freaking obvious he fell because of only because of size his film was filthy in college so he's not quite at that level at getting in and out of breaks as tyler lockett he's not the same kind of route runner but he is a faster player overall than lockett which i think matters one stat i heard from Dame brugler on tyler scott that i think is just so awesome all of his touchdowns and i think it's like 12 over the last two years or maybe it was just one year i think it was two years and I don't know if the number's 12, but all of his touchdowns were 20 plus yards. It's just a crazy stat to hear with a wide receiver. It just shows what he can offer to the Giants offense and explosiveness they don't have. So he's in consideration for me. I'm scrolling down the draft board. There's other guys I like, but right now I'm going to narrow it down to Dr. Tavius Martin or Tyler Scott here. Two players I really like. And I just think overall, the and I, I said um, uh, Tajay Spears, but he's not going to be the guy for me here. Over and Darius Rush is in the mix too, but I'm not as big of a Rush fan as maybe some others are. I think it's more just tools that are just a little bit overrated just based on the testing. I think I got to go Martin here based on value, though, Nick. And I'm adding a second piece to my secondary. I know some people are like, well, we already have uh, Adore Jackson and Cordell Flod and Aaron Robinson. Everything there is open-ended. Cordell Flatt might not evolve into the player we hope he is. And even if he does, now we have three good corners. Adoree Jackson might not be here for long, to be honest, given the contract situation, his age and injury history. And then Aaron Robinson, to me, we just have to look at that, Nick. I feel like as a total, like, if it happens, great, but that's it. Because now he's had an injured season. He's coming back from injury. Doesn't have, in my opinion, any, like, long-extended great film for the giants has spurts of good film, but not anything extended that you can bank on. So I'm going to Martin here at 89 overall.
2: Joe Martin. Hey, that's one of my favorite players in this draft class in terms of just where he is valued. I'll say this about Tyler Scott though, just Mm -hmm. because I like to add just thoughts on players into this. Yeah, I love that. I I really like Tyler Scott, but it's obvious that this dude did not play wide receiver that much at all until he got to college. Like he was a running back Back in college, went to Cincinnati or back in high school. Option, went to right?
1: I think it was an option quarterback too at first. Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: found him very frustrating in terms of adjusting to footballs that mm-hmm. were away from the frame, like much worse than a Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. In terms of if, if the ball is not precise, if it's not right where it needs to be. This guy can't adjust to it. And that was something That's that a was great point. kind of upsetting. But you- in terms of where he's being valued. I love the idea of adding a player like that to the Giants because that acceleration, that burst, I think you brought this up on a previous podcast. He does, and obviously Dan and me were not saying that he's Odell Beckham Jr., but he has that, hey, if I went inside on a slant,
1: I could be gone.
2: I could be (laughs) gone. We saw that against ECU, man. He caught a slant against ECU, and he just made three angles disappear. He has that burst and acceleration. So I, I love adding him around this area of the draft. But in terms of being a complete wide receiver, there's still a lot of work, in my opinion
1: there good point i also wonder though i'll ask you this now we're on the conversation because i'm back on the clock at 92. remember i picked up some extra picks from trading back uh um, i'm at 95 so because i traded
2: down from 89 just to update oh, yeah. on the mock draft. Traded down from 89 to 95 picked up selection 122 as well so i traded down again so you can make this next pick if you want since i'm
1: after you in the order I will. And the picks after Dredavious Martin were AT Perry and Tajay Spears. So obviously, if you just listen to the last breakdown, you know where I'm going here. Uh, and it's going to be wide receiver, uh, Tyler Scott, who we just discussed, but my, my, one more thing on Scott that I want to bring up before I make this pick is, do you think at all, in your opinion, the fact that he has played so little wide receiver and he's, came from a, you know, option quarterback and was a running back and for the rest of his high school career then converted. Do you think that actually almost makes you more intrigued by his profile because there's more meat on the bone, right? Like the idea of like, he's not maxed out at all as far as playing actual receiver. And if he gets good coaching, he could potentially be an even different player than what we saw on his college film.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not a lot of experience, not a lot of snaps there. And this was also a third year junior who came out. He's not like a senior. He didn't have that much experience. I think he played a a decent amount of 30 catches for 520 yards, five touchdowns, two drops in 2021. And then in 2022, when Desmond Ritter wasn't there and the quarterback situation was much worse, 54 catches for 899 yards, nine touchdowns. And that could have been so much more, too. Like going through Tyler Scott's film, Dan, you saw him. You saw him be open and the football just not be delivered. Yeah, and You're like, Oh man, if the quarterback was Desmond Ritter, like it was (laughs) in the previous season, Tyler Scott would have had a lot more than 899 yards and a lot more than just nine touchdowns. This is a true deep threat average 16 and a half yards per catch. And like you said, the stat that Brugler had where I think every single one of these touchdowns were, what over twenty yards? 20 or whatever. Yards. Like he's, yeah, explosive plays. Hey, that area of the draft, I'm I'm fully for him to be added to the New York Giants. And uh, explosives,
1: explosives, explosives. You know that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or you or you could just do. <laughs> pew, oh, yeah. pino, Explosive, explosive, explosive. All right, dude. Get out of my
1: face, you weirdo. Did you see Rondell like
2: how... Moore too. Rondell Moore was like though. The... Yeah. it's
1: <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, oh cool. We got to get explosive play. That's uh, not Nick Sirian, The other dude. uh, Gannon, who went over to Arizona's little clip that you might have seen online of him just talking to his players when he first got there. But, yeah, I think you brought up some great points there. And the other thing with Tyler Scott to me is – he has that, and and you you brought this up, but I just want to reiterate he, because I, I felt like I was the same with Zay Flowers. There were so many examples on film with Flowers where he was just open on the vertical plane, and the ball just didn't come there either. He got sacked, the BC quarterback, or he just didn't see it. Now that was an issue for the Giants last year, and a lot of times we're going to be honest, there were times where receivers were open on the vertical plane, and the quarterback didn't get the ball there. But the hope is over time Jones learns the system even better, becomes more comfortable in it, and. Again, remember Brian Dable and Mike Kafka and Tiern, they are building him in their mind from scratch. Like that's what happened last year. They restarted Jones's whole thought process post snap from scratch. And there's a chance that he can evolve that thought process to a different point than we've seen over his first four years. That's the hope with a player like Daniel Jones. So I hope at some point he gets the point where he's seeing it, it's clicking fast. And when a guy like Tyler Scott, whom I'm about to draft at ninety-two overall is open the ball's coming there so tyler scott is my pick at 92 overall just to recap the picks right now before you make your last pick i'll recap mine then you recap yours i had first round deontay banks fell to 25 so i snapped him up there then chandler zavala after two trade backs in round two the offensive interior offensive lineman at of nc state and round three Jartavius martin the safety slash corner defensive back at illinois was still there Me, nick and i both like him a lot i think he's the second best safety prospect in this class so I took him and then I added speed to my offense with a receiver who I really like in Tyler Scott. So now I have two defensive backs and a tier offense lineman and a receiver with my first four picks. Nick, go over your first four picks and then, then, uh, get to your next pick.
2: Yeah, Dan. So I never made my fourth pick. It was just Emmanuel Forbes, Trenton Simpson and Jalen Hyatt. And then I traded back a couple of times, got a couple of. Fourth round picks, and now I'm sitting here at 95. Darius Rush, Tyler Steen, Zach Pickens were the last three picks off the board. I probably wouldn't have selected any of them. I would have thought about Steen, but I'm not a big Pickens guy. And and Rush, you know, not the crap on South Carolina football, but I I felt like he was much more traits than anything else. I I did his film before the Senior Bowl, and then I saw him getting like, oh man, this guy could move up in the first round with, you know, good testing. He had a great Senior Bowl. And I was like, I. I don't necessarily see that, but, you know, to each his own. So now I'm sitting here at 95. I want to address the defensive line. I want to address the interior offensive line. I address wide receiver. I address linebacker. I address cornerback. I still think you could add secondary pieces. I don't love the board right now. You have Isaiah McGuire, who is like a big 4-3, even front end, who is big physical, can power rush you. I know he... um. I've heard on podcasts people mention that he did a very good job against Broderick Jones, against Georgia. I have not seen that film yet, but I trust the people who said as much, but I'm not going to go in that direction. Chandler Zavala is still around. I haven't done extensive research on Chandler Zavala. I know he's a freak athlete, and I know that he has positional versatility in the sense that he could possibly play center. That's at least what people are saying. I'm not completely sure. Don't love this this uh, this setup. Also, have Tank Bigsby, and I'm looking at running backs, but then I look down the list, bro plenty of running backs that I really like hmm. still available. So I can probably wait on that. Dorian Williams is available. Corey Trice is available. I think that's a little early for those players. Riley Moss. And it's, it's kind of, you can even have this conversation, dude, but the wide receiver in the cornerbacks. It, it's a little bit deep, Like there are wide receivers and cornerbacks that are available right now. Who I like and yeah. who I think can offer the giants something that they don't necessarily have, but I'm going to go with interior defensive of Lyman here out of LSU, Jaquelin Roy. Now, this is a player who he's not always the most consistent. I don't know if there's any character issues. I haven't heard of anything like that, but I know that I feel like his motor when I was watching this film ran a little bit hot and cold. but. When he flashed, like the flashes were very, very bright. And he had power and he had nimble feet for a bigger individual. He's like 305 pounds. So he's not massive, about six foot three, 305 pounds with just under 33 inch arms. When he flashed, he freaking flashed. And I think him in a bit role behind Dexter Lawrence, behind Leonard Williams, can add depth to that defensive line. Doesn't have to start right away. But would be a significant upgrade over the dj davidsons of the world and i feel like if you get him with andre patterson you can maybe hone in on those really bright flashes and allow him to kind of use his hands and his power to work to the half man to to create a little bit of interior pressure but also just be a sound run defender because he's more than just you know i'm a run two down run stuffer he can also add a little element to your pass rush so i'm going to go with jaqueline roy out of lsu
1: i like that pick and i think when i'm on the clock here I've obviously gotten to the point here where I don't have any of my big linebackers that I'm interested left. I've been looking to get into the linebacker here. Henley's gone who I love. And obviously the the three who are ranked ahead of him are way gone here. I haven't addressed interior defensive line yet, Nick or edge in my draft. Um, remember I just have Deontay banks, Jertavius Martin, two defensive backs, interior offensive of Zavala and Tyler Scott. So I'm definitely considering I need to find some, some, you know, either edge or interior defensive lineman here that I like. If we're going on need, I don't like to draft on need, but I'd like to match need with value. That's what you should always be looking to do in a draft. There are so many running backs here who are at top of my board right now. And I'm just like, do I take one, Nick? Because, like you said, if I don't, there's going to be other guys I love who are just always available in this draft. And I know at most the Giants will take one running back in this class if we're lucky. Um, but, man, Tank Bigsby sitting on the board here at 100 overall, I just think he's better than the 100th best player by far to me. I love Tank Bigsby. He, like, he's been slept on in this draft process, and I think he's a really freaking complete back. And his burst for that to have that size profile and that strength in his lower half and that burst, it's special to me. Um, but I don't think I can go with him right now given what we discussed. There are players who I would consider here, but I've made the decision actually. And it's funny because this pick I have, 100 overall right now, was originally the giants pick that they had that they traded for Darren Waller. I got it back by trading back earlier with the Raiders, they gave it back to me and now I'm trading it again. So this will be the third time this pick was moved. I'm moving from 100 back to 107, and I'm also including 128, 209, 240, 243, and 254 to acquire 107, 117, 135, and 210. So I'm really concentrating my draft here. I'm turning this into an eight-player draft, but it's all in a range of players that I like instead of kind of that later round range. So I'm going to offer this trade. It looks likely to be accepted, and it was accepted. So I moved back to 107. There is one player I'm hoping will fall, and let's see if he does. And he did, and that was Dorian Williams, the linebacker out of two lanes. So at 107 overall, I take Dorian Williams. I love the arm length. I love the speed and potential to match and coverage. And it's finally the time where we get ourselves one of these Around pick hundred athletic linebackers that we've been talking about drafting Nick for the last three drafts we've done this or however long we've been doing draft uh, you know draft prep for Big Blue Banter. We've wanted these dudes. We wanted Logan Wilson, we wanted uh Keem Gave Davis Gaither, but there's plenty on this list. We finally got one, an athletic linebacker who could potentially help the Giants in pass coverage, something they haven't had really since Michael Boley. It's time to upgrade. That idea, that type of player. Hopefully, Dorian Williams can become this type of player. We're going to make the pick here at 107 overall. And I think you're back on the clock with your next pick. I am back on the clock. And
2: I'm going to go with that pick 122. And I also have pick 128 and pick 133. So I kind of stacked up a lot of picks. And I would be completely fine if the Giants do that. I get a lot of these fourth-round picks. I feel like there is a lot of value here. Yep. There is one player. He won the Outland Trophy. He won the Remington Award very accomplished, was at North, I believe he was at Virginia, um, and he started I, somewhere else, might have been the Air Force Academy, went to Virginia, and then he ended up going to Michigan and playing his senior year at Michigan, and that is Olusugan Oluwatimi, the center. Now, he's a very accomplished player. I didn't feel like he had the same type of range as some of the other centers in this class that we are talking about. I think he is a highly intelligent player, although one of my biggest gripes about him, and I think this was also just an issue with Michigan's offensive line, not necessarily an indictment on Olawatimi, was a lot of the pressures that he did surrender last year were through twists. But watching him, knowing that he is somebody who helps set the protection, knowing that he sets that offense up, I appreciated His intelligence through that standpoint, but it did seem like twists were just an issue for the interior offensive line in general, which is something that I think you have to know. I don't think he's as quick up to the second level as some of these other guys, but if you do need a player who can be a functional starter, won't be in a... a, won't be a player that is going to hurt you. Won't be a vulnerability. I think Olawatimi here in the fourth round is a solid option to bring in and have compete for the center spot with Hassan Hasenauer, I believe is how you pronounce it. And I would hope that Olawatimi would win that job.
1: Yeah, I like that pick a lot. And I think we've had some draft analysts on recently who liked him. I think it's interesting. I watched him a little bit and I watched Scrubs a little bit just to get an idea of these types of back end guys and Stromberg. I feel like he was kind of the one I liked the least of those three. Um, Scruggs, I was surprised. I, maybe I saw some, some good stuff from him and he was, wasn't as good uh, elsewhere, but I like, kind of like Drew Scruggs here. Um, though I don't know if his game, tra- it's another guy is like anytime I'm talking back end centers, Nick, if you're not talking the first round talent type centers to me, I think there's just a decent chance. These guys end up being nothing at the NFL level, like potentially not even starters, potentially not even guys you can put in, in a pinch. Like they're just, the center is a tough position in my opinion to translate. Um, and I don't really think the stats t- tell too much like it's very easy for a center to not give up a lot of pressures and sacks because that's just the nature of the position so we see a lot of that and some of the guys the giants have even claimed over the years as udfas we're like oh my god have you seen his pdf PFF stats this guy could be a smash hit for the giants and they're like out of <laughs> who's the kid they took a couple years ago that that we got a little excited about from a small school that had like great pff grades um forgetting the name now they drafted. they
2: who are you talk? who's the there? giants
1: claimed him a couple years ago maybe two summers ago or the summer before that evan brown i think was his name uh oh, remember him Evan brown yeah. yeah yeah great pff grades oh my god let's hype him up and just absolutely nothing when you translate to actual nfl interior defensive lineman because everyone has arm like the nfl level everyone has size everyone has skill and that you're not facing bad competition anymore um so I'm going to pass here at center. I, I, there's some guys I like, but I have my eye on a center later in this draft who I'm going to take most likely a little ahead of consensus because I like him a lot. So instead I'm looking at top available players here for me at one of 17. Overall, Luke Schoonmaker is staring me right in the eye and I love this dude. So I'm definitely considering him here, but, there's also a lot of running backs I like on the board. Kendry Miller from TCU, a player who the Giants have brought in for a top 30 visit, who I think sh- reminds me in some ways of Aaron Jones coming out of the NFL, who everyone said, you know, Jones fell to around this range. I don't remember where Aaron Jones went, but I think it was round four, Nick, if, I, if I'm, if I'm, if I, I so, am yeah. yeah. And this is where we're at right now in round four. So Kendry Miller, someone I'm considering. Sean Tucker, a lot of people like the running back of a Syracuse. I finally watched him a little bit, Nick. I like him but I like him for a Shanahan system. I don't like him for the giant system. I want, if I'm drafting Sean Tucker, I am going to be a Shanahan team. That's one cut and go because this guy to me has no wiggle to his game. He's got great straight line. Just see it, dart it, shoot your body in. He's speedy. He's powerful. He runs low. I love that style for a certain kind of offense, not ours. Um, So I'm not going to take him. Ivan Pace is still on the board. Deuce Vaughn is still on the board. Roshan Johnson, all players I love. And it's tough here. But I'm looking at a lot of good running backs, and I almost want to kind of wait to 135 here because maybe then I can get a running back too. And here I can get someone like Luke Schoenmaker. And so, you know what, Nick? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to draft Luke Schoenmaker here, the tight end out of Michigan. Giants don't really need a tight end. But man, I like this kid a lot, this prospect. First of all, I feel like he reminds me a lot of Daniel Bellinger coming out of last year, only he's a lot older, but actually tested out a lot more athletically than Bellinger, who also had good athletic testing. Schoenmaker to me is someone who I've said this before with some other tight ends over the years. I said it with Michael Mayer this year, if they actually used him as a receiver, I think he would have been a very productive receiver for Michigan, but they didn't give him the ball a lot in the passing game. And that's partially their quarterback issues though. They've improved that with McCarthy, but also just that style of offense and the one and the style of offense they run. It doesn't really feature the tight end, in the passing game Schoenmaker. I like him as a blocker already. I like his athletic profile and I like his upside as a receiver that hasn't been tapped into yet. We bring him into the giants here. I know we're crowded at tight end, but three tight ends is good to have and depth is good to have at this position as well. And there is even going to be, in my opinion, some scenarios, Nick, this year where we have both Shoemaker and Daniel Bellinger in the field and maybe no Darren Waller, or we have all three on the field and Darren Waller's lined up in the backside as an X receiver or just on the outside anywhere as a boundary guy, and that's fine. And we use one of those guys in the backfield. We've already seen it with Bellinger. He'll be moved into the H-back position. You have Shoemaker on the end of the line of scrimmage. So I'm taking Loon Shoemaker here
2: Yeah, and I'm on my sixth pick as well. I am at pick 128. I also have a selection at pick 133. And I scrolled down a bit, went to page two, page three to look for players. And there All are right. some players there that I could select here that I think I would be happy with, one being Purdue's Charlie Jones. But I am going to try to get greedy here and realize that this is a stupid draft simulator that we're using, and it doesn't, <laughs> it's not going to overdraft somebody like that. It's not going to scroll that far to find a player that I might value. So I'm going to stay at least somewhat within the realm of the confines of their stupid rankings. And we're going to do that. And I actually like this player. And I'm going to go cornerback, outside cornerback, Caillou Blue Kelly from Ooh. Stanford. Another player who was very long, went down to the Senior Bowl, had a solid outing out there. But when you turn on a tape, he's also one, maybe not the best at locating the football when it's in the air, but... Can play man coverage, can play zone coverage, cerebral player, smart player, isn't going to be a liability and run support. And at this juncture of the draft, talk about fourth round, I think you could find two starters, possibly two starters long term with Emmanuel Forbes, who I got in the first round, and Caillou Blue Kelly, who fell all the way to this point of the draft. So I'm going to go in that direction. It's like Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford.
1: I like that pick a lot. Now you got another corner to put into the mix for you, uh, there. And so we can really start to double down on a position that I think you should double down on now I'm back on the clock here at 135 overall. And I gotta say, Nick, it kind of sucks. I got greedy a little bit with that shoemaker pick, even though I love him. And somehow, some way it's slew of running backs just fell off the board. I lost Roshan Johnson. I lost Kendry Miller, who I love. I lost, uh, I don't like Zach Evans, but he came off the board, um, Sean Tucker came off the board if we wanted to try to move, move him into that system. Dwayne McBride came off the board, running back I also like, who, you know, we haven't talked about it at all. but And he really won't have much of a receiving profile at the next level, dude. But you want to talk about one of the actual best runners, pure runners in this class? I think Dwayne McBride could be up there. So I don't like what happened here. Though I do see one running back I love here, Nick, but uh, he's so small. It's Deuce Vaughn. Man, I love Deuce Vaughn. I don't care how small he is. I think it almost helps him get through. Keaton Mitchell's on the board. He would add speed to the Giants, but we already got that with Tyler Scott. But it can't oh, you can never have too much speed. Chase Brown has not gotten any hype, the running back at Illinois, but he's really good. He is really, really good and has a really good athletic testing profile. So I like Chase Brown here, still on the board. Your boy is still on the board here, the center out of Michigan here, and I haven't gone center yet. Don't know if my boy. <laughs> no, sorry, not your boy. Just someone you already took in this draft in your mock yeah. draft. Uh, definitely not your boy. Um, so so far I have Deontay Banks, corner; Chandler Zavala, interior offensive lineman; Jatavius Martin, center. Uh, I'm sorry, safety slash corner; Tyler Scott, wide receiver. Dar- Dorian Williams linebacker, Luke shoemaker tight end. So I have, I can I really, I can do anything here, but I'm going to take the chance here of the guy I really want here at this pick falling to two ten, And I'm going to add Deuce Vaughn here, the running back out of Kansas state. Look, there's a lot of running backs I would consider at this pick. I just went over them, but Deuce Vaughn, I really like his game. I don't care about his size. He's been tearing up to college football since he first arrived i think his size in some ways works to his favor because he can in like a darren sproles way because you know he can get lost in the backfield. he can he runs with such good pad level i just like what he could potentially add to this offense i'm gonna go deuce vaughn here at 135 overall
0: i
2: like the idea of adding a player like deuce vaughn i do and I'm sitting here now at pick 133, and I also want to go running back because I enjoy the running backs who are available. And the running backs that are available is Kansas State's Deuce Vaughn. Texas is Roshan Johnson. Oh, Chase Brown Rochon. from Illinois. Eric Gray from Oklahoma, who I like. Israel yeah. Abadakanda from Pittsburgh, who I also like. And then Keaton Mitchell from ECU. And those are the top running backs who are available. Also, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, who I also like as a receiving threat out of the backfield. And this is where I think we could have a honest conversation, Dan, about about the Giants' running back situation. Okay, I'm thinking about going with Texas running back Roshon Johnson right now, and I okay. feel like he is a good one-two punch, a nice compliment to Saquon Barkley, but also he doesn't have that jitterbug electric type of ability of a Keaton Mitchell or an Israel Abadaconda. Abadaconda might be one of the, he might be the fastest running back in this class. Everyone's like Devin H.A. Devin H.A. Devin H.A. I get that. But there are plays where Abadaconda is just like insanely quick. It's just, you know, a feather can bring the guy down. With the Giants, I do believe somebody who compliments Saquon Barkley perfectly would be a player like an Abadaconda, would be a player like a Keaton Mitchell, but how long is Saquon Barkley going to be here? You know, the owner is coming out and he's saying, you know, we like Saquon Barkley, we want Saquon Barkley here. I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I feel like Roshan Johnson might be that that player who, if Saquon Barkley is not a giant next year, it's like, okay, Roshan Johnson, is your time. And he could slide in as a starter and be that starter for at least year one until maybe he proves himself not to be capable to be a full, full-time, full quote-unquote, type of back. He could be the 1A in a committee, though. So I, I could go with the fast guy or I could go with the more sturdy, just good overall running back who was a backup in college because he... His teammate was B. John Robinson, and I think I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson, who I, I just appreciate his skill set a little bit more than these guys who are just kind of really, really fast. So I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson at Texas.
1: I like that pick. I think you're taking the best overall running back. If he was on the board, I would have taken him over Deuce Vaughn for sure. I think one of the interesting things about this Saquon Barkley conversation that hasn't really been discussed that much, not just by us, by anyone, is even if they do what we think or I think they're going to do ultimately, which is re-sign him to a multi-year deal. One, that deal is still probably only going to be three years, right? Or at least probably only two years of guaranteed money, first of all, because he only gave two years guaranteed to Daniel Jones. I would highly doubt Joe Shane's giving more guaranteed money to a running back. That's one. And then two is even if they did do more money guarantee, longer contract, or even if it's three years, it's a running back, right? Like no matter what you're hoping will happen, there's a decent chance that he gets injured or falls off in production due to injuries. And you eventually get to the point where you are looking for a new running back. So I don't mind taking a Sean Johnson here with the idea that he will eventually be your 1A uh, and your early down pounder as soon as potentially two years from now, even if they do resign Barkley, let's say three years from now, if they resign Barkley or two, you never know with injuries here, dudes already ready, torn his aims and ACL and MCL. I believe at the same time has also dealt with other, other injuries throughout his career. He's a running back. Remember like just came off a massive workload. The giants pounded him into the ground last year and not only pounded him into the ground in the run game, they also, yeah, don't give me that look when you're the one who always does the porn star length, uh, <laughs> porn star length thing. Um, and and then uh, not only that, okay. And then not only that, they 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 gave him all those like flare routes where they just threw it to him in the flat, Barkley, and he's taking a hit on all those plays as well. Sometimes low hits. So and they're going to do that again this year a bunch. So yeah, I like the pick a lot, and I'm okay with it. Um, are you? I think you might be up next because I've made so many trades that my final pick is actually two ten. Are you in between anywhere at two ten? I am. I
2: actually have pick 160 is where I pick next. So I am thinking about trading this pick back five picks with the New Orleans Saints, picking up 227, and then just giving them 160. And then I have another seventh round pick. I'm going to do that for more kicks at the can. So I'm just going to trade back five spots. Sweet. I'm going to resume the draft. And we're going to jump right back into this. All right. So in doing that, Charlie Jones was selected. So that's why you don't trade back, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Everyone on this podcast <laughs> knows that like, we love Charlie Jones. Yeah. So I'm also okay with going with another player and then giving a little synopsis on another player that we also like who we might not have talked about as frequently. So I have two cornerbacks selected, a linebacker, a wide receiver, a defensive lineman, a running back, and a center. So I've kind of run the gamut of selecting positions that the giants need i haven't gotten a safety yet which is on my mind but the safeties kind of suck in this draft class and there's some developmental offensive linemen who i do appreciate here there are some tight ends like Payne durham who's also still around who could be your tight end three and i feel like a damn solid one too you know somebody who we talked about a little bit with with our buddy russ but if i'm gonna go in this draft right now i'm looking at bryce ford wheaton the west virginia wide receiver but i already got jalen hyatt I don't want to say they're the same exact type of player because they're not, but more speed predicated type of wide receivers. I could go with Jalen Redmond, the big defensive lineman out of Oklahoma, or I could select Mr. Payne Durham, tight end out of Purdue here at pick 165, and I'm going to go in that direction. We don't know how long this Darren Waller experiment is going to, going to last. We know the tight end position is one that can be injured. We know Darren Waller has had some injury issues, and I think behind Daniel Bellinger, you don't really have a reliable option. I like Chris Myrick. He's fine, right? I'm not a big Tommy Sweeney guy. Giants brought him in. Lawrence Cager is essentially a glorified wide receiver. So you bring this player in, and I feel like your 13 personnel package actually has some blocking to it. Might not be the most sexy athletic in terms of Payne Durham being that third tight end, but he's reliable. You get the football in his hands. He can make people miss just off of knowing positions and angles and things like that, not through athletic ability because he's not the best athlete. But I'm going to go with Payne Durham here.
1: I like that pick a lot. I think we talked about a little bit about Tur- uh, Durham with Russell Brown. Just somebody who flashed to us when watching Charlie Jones. And that happens sometimes. Like with this next pick, my final pick. Are you on the board before 210? Because that's my final pick. Uh, no, I have 227,
2: 243, okay. and 254.
1: Okay. So Nick's going to have a lot of picks to close this thing out. I only have one more due to some trade ups I made after my trade backs. Um, which I'm personally okay with. The Giants already have a lot of guys I like on our roster currently. I don't know that if we have these like 10 to 12 to 11 person like drafts, we're going to even have room on the roster to fit a lot of these dudes. I think a lot of them will get cut, but just something to bring up a player playwright I'd, I'd actually consider here at 210 for me. Um, is Elijah Higgins. It's a wide receiver from, he's a wide receiver from Stanford who just caught my attention when watching Michael Wilson. That sometimes happens. Like you'll watch one team to look for the one receiver and then you'll see on the other side of the field or lined up next to him. Sometimes this is another guy flashing. Who's this guy? And you're like, I'm kind of intrigued by this guy. And then you're like, oh wow, this dude has got some chops. So Elijah Higgins is a big sleeper for me in this, in this draft, that wide receiver, a lot of people, not much, there hasn't been much talk about him or anything like that. And would have to be in the, in the 200s range for sure. But just a player I'm considering, he's not going to be the player I'm taking here, though, at 210, because the player I wanted did fall to me. I got very lucky here because I think some teams might take him a little earlier. Uh, And that's Utah offensive lineman Braden Daniels, who I just tweeted about yesterday, a player who I kind of discovered later in the process. He played tackle for Utah, but I think for me, he's going to play center for the Giants. We're going to immediately convert him to center where I think will be his best position by far at the NFL. The movement skills for him are super rare and they were backed up by the athletic testing. You could just see it with this dude. He explodes, gets out into space and that's what I want for my interior offensive lineman. I want movement skills. I feel like I got two interior offensive linemen now in this draft between Chandler Zavala and Braden Daniels who can move and fit our system and who have better pop on the move than you would expect for these players and both of them, I think, have a profile they can grow into. They can become much better players at the NFL level than they were. At the collegiate level, obviously, you're relying a lot on Bobby Johnson here, or whoever is eventually. I mean, hopefully, he'll keep the job, but whoever is the Giants offensive line coach, you're relying a lot on them. And for now, it's Bobby Johnson, but I'm okay with that. That's part of the process wow. for me and the projection. So, with my final pick here at 210, I am going with Braden Daniels, the interior. I'm going to move him to center, uh, but he's right, you know, whatever you want to call him, the offensive lineman out of Utah.
2: Braden Daniels, yeah, and then you've been telling me about him and I need to kind of, I guess, get to Utah's offensive tape to see him, but he was a tackle. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you probably yep. would have brought that up and, uh, you can kick him inside and you have another developmental player who could possibly possibly be the replacement for Mark Lewinsky. So now I'm sitting here, bro. I got three picks in the yeah. seventh round. So with my first pick in the seventh round, I'm going to go with defensive back at a pit Brandon Hill. I believe the giants met with this player at these, either his pro day or it was at the combine. And he's just one of those feisty types of players who can play man coverage, had a lot of missed tackles, which you don't love, kind of flies into the tackle point with reckless abandon, has that kind of feel to him on his tape. But I remember there was a play against Miami where it really just showed that this guy has really good eye discipline. I even watched some of his junior tape and this kind of checked out too, in terms of his spatial awareness and zone coverage, the play against Miami was a two point conversion where he was just kind of sitting there playing the robber, just kind of looking, he had a post coming in behind him and then he had like a drag route coming in front of him. And he was just kind of looking through the routes and just right at what the quarterback was doing. The quarterback went to go throw the dig and he just understood where exactly to go, had the discipline, had the patience, baited it, and then just jumped it and then knocked the ball down. And I just appreciate how feisty and how he kind of sticks into the hip pocket of these tight ends and the players that he does cover. Like, does he have nickel ability? I think he can. He was mostly deep half. He played a little bit of post safety over there for the Pitt Panthers. So I'm going to go with Brandon Hill with my first second round pick. Adding okay. a safety is something that I feel like the Giants definitely need. And now I have to wait a couple of picks because I pick at 243, and we're seeing a bunch of guys go off the board. Jake Bobo, D Winters, that was going to be one of my picks. He's TCU linebacker that we were talking to. Andre Yoshivas just went off the board. And then DeMarco Helms. From Alabama. And then at pick 243, Dan, I'm going to go with Duke linebacker Shaka Hayward. This is somebody who started four years at Duke. We know the Giants love to add these Duke Blue Devils. They have what four on the roster right now. This will be the fifth player that they're going to bring in. He's uh, a player who is, I would say, not the most fluid from the little amount of Duke tape that I have watched, but he does have about 34 inch arms again I do feel like that is valuable I think that's valuable for any NFL team and as we've seen from the New York Giants they put a priority on that just by bringing in somebody like Bobby O'Carake ran a four five three with a 31 inch vert which you do not love his three cone was also not great that kind of speaks to I guess the stiffness that I saw on tape because I didn't even know that but he does have he did bench 22 reps of 225 and I think he could just be one of those special teams assets that you can kind of put in there in a pinch and again this is a seventh round draft pick right here so I'm gonna go with Shaka Hayward just a very experienced player and I know experience is something that the New York Giants might value they didn't really value it too much though last in last year's draft but as Bill Parcells says you know experience is one of the best things that you can have in a prospect coming in, and even though that was more so in reference to quarterback, which is where I am going to go with my final pick if this player is still around, and that is Tyson Bajan, Division II quarterback. So I'm going to select Mr. Tyson Bajan at a Shepherd University, and wow. I think this is a player who was at the Senior Bowl, from what I saw, comported himself well for a Division II type of player developmental guy has a lot of athletic traits which i think is important for daniel jones's backup more than likely won't dress in year one but still a player that i think the giants could develop just because he seemed to have a good arm and have the athletic traits that i'm looking for in somebody to back up daniel jones and i kind of wanted to go with a quarterback and there weren't really many left max duggan was on the screen yes. i'm not the biggest max Duggan guy and i i just like uh I like the fact that Tyler Bajan's father embarrassed himself on national television by talking about how strong he was and how he was a um what do you call himself like muscle man or something like that? I don't know the story. It was at oh well, it was on the it was at the combine, it was a really awkward type of interview. But uh I did um I didn't watch Tyson Bajin's Shepherd film. I'm not gonna sit here and lie, but just how he Handled themselves the senior bowl was something that I respected.
1: I like it. And just to talk about something you mentioned earlier, giants have four Duke players on the roster going to this draft. You gave them a fifth. I'm not even sure there's five Duke players on on total around the NFL outside of the giants roster, <laughs> like five more. And I don't know that for a fact, obviously there might be some, but it's pretty odd how many Duke players the giants have. All right, let's wrap this thing up by, by, Going through the process, and you can look to the next page, and and PFF will grade the mock draft for you. So while you're going through it, give I'm gonna go. I'll do it first. I'll tell you an idea of what I'm doing here. Remind the listeners of each pick. Give the grade they gave gave you for each pick, and then also the overall grade that PFF gave you. So I'm gonna start with my mock draft, and then after that, I want you to discuss your regrets of this draft or things you liked. Both of those things, Nick. So. I'll do it first. We're going to start with my first pick at 25 overall. I wanted to trade back going into this draft, but Deontay Banks out of Maryland fell the corner, and so I snapped him up. I rushed that pick to the podium, Saquon Barkley style like Dave Gettleman did back in 2018. The only reason I waited for the five-minute mark is because the NFL forced me to, just like Dave said in one of the most arrogant things I've heard ever. He was just so sure that was the best pick to be made there. Not even, Don't even consider calling <laughs> trade, trade. What are you, crazy? I got the greatest player in this draft in Saquon Barkley. Positional value. I saw Jonathan Stewart last year on film in Carolina, and he didn't lose a step. And then they signed Jonathan Stewart, who then what? Didn't play much for the Giants. All right, I'm done with that. I need to get that in. It's been a while. residents. It's been Cominant. a while since I did a little Dave bashing. So time, time <laughs> to return. Deontay Banks. They gave me an A for that pick. Then in round two, I traded my 57th overall pick, 160 and 172 for 1692. They gave this trade a C plus, Nick. F them! I moved back three spots and I picked up a top 100 pick, and all I lost was 160 and 172 to move back three spots and get an extra top 100. That's an A for me. I don't care what they say. Then they gave me a D on my Chandler's of all a pick at guard at 70, and I get it. It might seem a little high for him there, but I've from what I've seen, the little I've seen, those movement skills and that profile, of just kind of learning that position. and, I just love that ball clay you can mold him into potentially and I just think he could be a really good interior player for the Giants they gave me a D for that then they finally gave me a decent grade trade I traded back from 60 and I picked up 70 and 100 with the Raiders the pick we got back for Darren Waller um they gave me a B for that at 70 I got youravivius Martin they gave me a C plus for this if Jortavius Martin falls to 89 Nick I feel like that's an a And I don't think he will. We'll see if I'm wrong about that, but I think some team is going to view him as their safety too as well. Um, and they're going to take him higher than 89, but they gave me a C plus. They gave me a D for Tyler Scott at 92 overall. Don't agree with them, but Hey, it's my mock draft. Why would I ever agree with bad grades? it makes no sense. Um, and then one Oh seven, I got Dorian Williams. So now I have Deontay banks, corner Chandler's volunteer offensive lineman, Chavis Martin corner slash safety, Tyler Scott receiver, Dorian Williams, the linebacker at, uh, they gave me a B for that at one Oh seven. Then I traded one, and that was after trading 100, 128, 209, 240, 243, and 254 for 107, 117, and 135, really concentrating my picks in the top 135. Then I took Luke Schoenmaker, the tight end out of Michigan, at 117 overall player I'm definitely very high on. He gave me a, they gave me a C for that. Deuce Vaughn at 135 overall, Nick. They gave me a B- for that. And then finally, Braden Daniels, who I'm going to convert to center out of Utah, and they gave me a C- for that. So my final grade here was a B from pro football focus after all my trades. And just to go over my draft again, I got two defensive backs, Deontay banks and Jadavis Martin. I got two interior offensive linemen in Chandler Zavala and Brayden Daniels. I got one wide receiver and Tyler Scott with a lot of speed. I got a speedy linebacker with potential coverage skills and Dorian Williams, a tight end in Luke Schoonmaker who reminds me a little bit of Bellinger and then Deuce Vaughn to add some juice to my running back room.
2: Damn. The Eagles in my draft, just looking at the first round got Yeah. Coming- Johnston at 10, and then Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson at 25. Like, what, what the hell are they he going <laughs> to the yeah. do on, on offense, man? That's crazy. So here's my draft. If you're watching on YouTube, got a B minus for the Emmanuel Forbes selection. I don't really care. Like, I like Emmanuel Forbes. I feel like he might, I feel like he can get selected at the back end of round one just because of just how good he is as a cornerback. It's just a 166 pound number. It keeps sticking into people's minds, rightfully so. Traded back to uh, to get pick 30, they traded back from 25. They gave that a B minus. Trenton Simpson was a B, according to them, Jalen Hyatt, the pick that I didn't even love, but I think in the third round, you just have to take that top of the third round. They gave that an A. Then I traded back again, got a B minus for that. They did not like the Jaqueline Roy pick. Look, that could be a little bit early for Jaqueline Roy for a player who's not the most consistent, but I did believe the Giants, or I do believe the Giants need defensive line value, and I just didn't like how the defensive line room was kind of shaping up at that time. And then I traded again, and then I went with Olawatimi at 122. Look, that's okay value. I, I don't, I don't love it at that point of the draft. And it's so funny because he's such an accomplished player in terms of his awards. But when you, to me at least, I look at JMS and I look at Joe Tippmann specifically JMS, and I'm just like I would much prefer those players. But Tipman I do feel like fits what the New York Giants want to do in terms of pulling and things of that nature. They did not like the Caillou Blue Kelly pick at 128. I am 100 fine with that. Yeah. Two cornerbacks right there, two big long cornerbacks who. I feel like can be starters in this league more than likely in Kelly and Forbes. Roshan Johnson, love that pick. They gave it a B. Payne Durham, they gave it a D. I don't really care. 165, whatever. That's fine. Payne Durham at that point of the draft, but Giants don't really have a pressing need for tight end. That's probably why they gave it a D as well. Traded back again. Got Brandon Hill, Shaka, Hayward, and Tyson Bajant, the Shepherd quarterback, Division II represent, even though I was a Division III coach, I'm still representing, you know, the smaller level, anything below the FCS, because FCS, they're still studs, you know, they're not the FBS, but there's still studs up there, but I like the Brandon Hill selection. I think he is somebody who could actually make this team be a special teams asset and also work into some of these smaller quarter type of sub packages that Wink Martindale loves to run. Shaka Hayward, special teams edition, and then Bajan would be a practice squad guy that the Giants would try to develop just as a a backup because Tyrod Taylor is not going to be here beyond this season.
1: Okay, Nick. So let's do, and I'll go over mine first and you can go over yours anything things you're proud of and things you regret i'll start with things i'm proud of here i feel like i gave the giants a really good chance to upgrade their secondary here with deontay banks and Jatavius martin as two of my first three picks i also feel like i gave the giants a really good chance to at add athleticism and movement skills their interior offensive line was zavala and Brandon daniels i found a way to find speed at wide receiver which the Giants just pure speed outside of darius Slayton they do not have right now on the roster in my mind with tyler scott Luke Schoenmaker at just more of a luxury pick for me. Dorian Williams, I gave the giants a chance to add finally some athleticism and coverage skills to their linebacker core. And then Deuce Vaughn again, more of a luxury pick, but I like adding that kind of talent. Those are the things I'm proud of my regrets here, Nick. I didn't at all find a way to address the trenches on the defense side of the ball. I didn't got get a single interior defensive lineman or a single edge in this class. The edge is a little more concerning to me than the interior defensive line. I think ultimately... Once they re-sign Dexter Lawrence and Barkley, they're going to free up enough cap space to sign Sean Robinson, the interior defensive lineman they've already brought in for a visit. I think basically no one signed him yet, and I think he's waiting for the Giants to free up cap space. That's just a guess of mine. But I think after that, I'll feel way more comfortable about not addressing IDL in this class. As far as edge goes, I'm just going to rock with what we've got. I uh, hope Aziz stays healthy and you know, hope maybe player like Darren Beavers can play a little more on the edge, something like that, but it's definitely more of a risk. You're never going to come out of these drafts fully comfortable at all of the positions, especially if your are a team like the giants still have a lot of work to go on the roster. So those are the things I'm proud of. Those are my regrets. How about you? Honestly,
2: it's the, Almost the same as what you just went over. Like, I'm proud that I was able to add Emmanuel Forbes and Caillou Blue Kelly to the secondary. I like the fact that I got a versatile chess piece, a sub package linebacker who I feel like you, you can start in base, but he's he might, you know, need some ironing out in Trenton Simpson. I also think you can align him on the edge. Clemson did, and he was solid in that manner. But my biggest regret by far. Is I didn't get a true edge rusher in this draft. Mm -hmm. I think the giants need to find an edge rusher. That was the first thing I was thinking about, but I just never looked at the edge group and felt like, yes, this is great value. I always liked another position group or position player from a different position just a little bit more so that that would be my biggest regret. I like the fact that I got Jalen Hyatt in the third round. I think that's perfect for him at pick 64 i'm completely fine with that even though i'm not the biggest jalen hyatt guy but i do think his skill set meshes well with what the new york giants are doing and i found somebody to possibly replace saquon barkley if he does leave the new york giants after the season in roshan johnson who i think does have some it's not a certainty but he does have three down capabilities at the next level depending on how he you know acclimates himself to the nfl speed and everything like that so i think this is a solid draft i've had better but I'm 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 okay with it.
1: I like it. I like your draft a lot. So I feel like both of us kind of accomplished what we were hoping to here. Got some good value at spots too. All right, Nick, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, actually, you know what could be fun uh, if you're the listeners, let us know whose draft you like more in the YouTube comments. <laughs> there you go. Um, so before we wrap up today, let's we've got a, we're on backload as far as uh, mock drafts that people have sent in that we haven't graded and talked about. So I want to get a couple in here so- and then. Yeah, because we're running out of days to do it. Start with Frankenator 8. Thank you for sending in. He used the TDN simulator. He got Joey Porter, 25 overall first. Then he got Joe Tipman at Wisconsin out of Wisconsin with our second round pick. DeMarvian Overshone, who I don't really know much about, the inside linebacker out of Texas yeah. at 90 overall or at 89. Texas inside linebacker, freak
2: athlete, great burst to the uh to the tackle point doesn't really know what the hell he's doing as a linebacker okay. quite yet, but a really fantastic athlete out there
1: he got charlie jones a wide receiver out of purdue at 129 love we we know we're going to love that pick nick herbig out of wisconsin two wisconsin players in a mock is always going to be a dan schneier favorite here at 162 ty j spears fell to 174 he took him isaiah mcguire who we discussed on the last pod uh edge at, uh, out of missouri 1 211 jair brown Fell all the way to uh, 242. I kind of like Jair Brown a little bit. Malik Cunningham, uh, quarterback out of Louisville at 245. And then Mark Evans, interior lineman out of Arkansas, Pine Bluff at 256. Give me a grade and analysis on this one, Nick.
2: I'm going to give this a nice strong B+. I think I I like Joey Porter falling to 25. I think that's a great value getting that center, whether it be Joe Titman or JMS at 58. Completely fine with that. Overshown at 90. I think he would be successful in this defense. But I think Wink Martindale would have to be smart on how he's going to allocate his snaps and when to use him out there because he's not a complete linebacker. But when you have that type of closing burst and a heavy pressure type of defense, though you can get a lot out of a player like that. So you get him at 90. It's not that it's not that bad. Charlie Jones absolutely love it. Nick Herbig like it. Tajay Spears, I mean, that's a home run. I don't know what TDN's doing over there. And I think as I mm-hmm. Isaiah Maguire, you can find a rule for a player like that in this defense where it is kind of multiple and you have multiple mm-hmm. type of fronts, even though people are pegging him a little bit more as a 4-3 even front type of player. I still think he is someone you could slide inside and you can possibly stand him up on the edge and have him play to the boundary similar to maybe a jihad ward, even though he's a little bit smaller than him. And uh the last three picks I'm fine with. Brown, uh Brown, I watched his like Northwestern tape and I can't remember the first game I watched. I might have been Michigan State. And I was like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, you, he's just like had so many routes going behind him that he was just totally unaware of and he was trying to bait things but he wasn't doing it i would say judiciously like he was kind of being a little bit reckless with it and i can't remember the game i have it somewhere in my notes but i watched another game of his and i was like okay like i could see you can use him in a versatile type of manner i wish he was maybe a little bit better as a tackler but it's 242nd pick like i'm fine with bringing
1: him in giants have expressed interest in him so yeah i would say b plus what about you this is going to get an A for me, a solid A. Uh, I love the pick at 25, Joey Porter. If I can get Porter or Banks out of this class, I'm just so excited. Look, there are issues with Porter's game, and, you know, you could watch a Purdue film, and you could just see Charlie, Charlie Jones beating him, which is not something you want to see. But, man, with that kind of length, that pedigree, that size, that physicality, it's, I think, uh, si- uh David Siverson, who we're going to have on soon to talk draft with us, tweet about today. There's like no one. Like You talk about outliers in this class. Porter is an outlier in this class, but in the good way. Like we talked about all the bad way outliers, right? This is a good way outlier. And I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but it was a he's an outlier from just the fact that of, of his size, speed combination, his length, speed combination is an outlier in this class. There's just not many corners who have his kind of length and he knows how to use it already. So it's just to to matter to me of just fixing the rest of his game. So I think it's an A plus round one. Joe Tittman is like a solid B minus B, C plus, whatever you wanna call it, just like a solid pick there at 58. I feel like he's around that range both of those centers I have around there. But then the reason this bump bumps back up to A for me is just that combination of Charlie Jones, Herbig, and Tajay Spears at 129, 162, 174. If that somehow happened, that's just like a sick tangent of players. The Giants could just throw in there on day three. And just I feel like I'm getting value across the board there. So thank you, Frankenator 8. You get an A from me. Let's do at least one more. Let's do one from Austin Ionetta here, who leaves us a nice message and then gives us his mock and He goes with Zay Flowers in the first round, falling to 25, which I think is a lot more possible than people originally thought. I'm even not as, like, excited about it as I was, Nick. It's kind of crazy. I just – there's wide receivers I'm fine with on day two, honestly, day three. Like, I just – I don't – I'll wait for next year's wide receiver class to go with my round one capital, to be honest with you. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson at corner at Miami at second-round pick. Derek Hall, the edge out of Auburn, third round. Jatavius Martin falls to the fourth round in this one. He takes him. Ivan Pace, the linebacker to Cincinnati. Emil Ayoker, uh how do you pronounce his last name? We just talked about him on last night's pod. And I'm Ikior. Right Ikior. That's how it was. At Alabama, who a lot of people like interior offensive linemen. John Gaines, we love out of UCLA. Bryce Ward, uh, Ford Wheaton, just a total size, speed, potential ball clay at wide receiver out of West Virginia. Yassir Abdullah, linebacker out of of Louisville, and then Jared Clark out of Coastal Carolina. What do you think of this draft?
2: This is an A, strong A for me. Like, look, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Where I'm going to be okay if the Giants take a wide receiver at 25. Like, it's on their minds. They're they're really doing a lot of research into these Mm -hmm. players. I'll be okay with it, but I do like a lot of those other players a little bit more in terms of just the value. But If the board shapes up a certain way and it's Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, they're going to help the offense. They're going to be good players for the Giants, and I trust that this coaching staff will get the most out of them. It's not like he's going to Jason Garrett's coaching staff, right? So I'm okay with it at 25. Tyree Stevenson, I like that at 56, and I've only watched a little bit of him, and I think this guy is going to be like the perfect type of fit for Wink Martindale. I reserve my judgment a little bit on that just because I need to do a little bit more work on Miami's defense. Derek Hall, love that at 89. I think he could fit into this defense very well not the most flexible type of guy, but more of a powerful guy, which the Giants also need at edge because you have that finesse type of dude in Aziz Galar,i. Kayvon Thibodeau does have power, but I think Derek Hall adds like another element of power to this defense. Love Martin at 128 pace as a blitzing linebacker to usurp Micah McFadden as an undersized, blitzing linebacker, but might actually be better at it. Love Mm -hmm. that at 160. And then you just have two developmental offensive linemen in Ikior and Gaines. And then, like you said, man, Bryce Ford Wheaton, you know, BFW, we're going to try to make that a thing since this is the draft of acronym to names. Mm -hmm. BFW, he's uh, just a height, weight, speed guy who blew up the combine, and he just, what, had shitty quarterback play at West Virginia? That's the hope, yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit more meat on the bone there.
1: Yeah, I think there are some flashes when up from the little I've watched of Bryce Ford. We were like, yeah, if he had better quarterback play, this could work. This is an A for me as well. Just an all-around. This might honestly. <sighs> yeah, you know what, Nick? I'm taking that back. This is an A-plus for me. This is an A-plus. Like like yeah. It. The Zay Flowers is the closest thing, furthest thing from the A-plus for me. But I still, you know, I love Zay Flowers. I just, I don't, I can't say. 180 pound receiver is anything more than an a at best type of pick a minus. type. It's still a size thing for me with him and, and Jordan Addison. Like I know in other classes, I'm getting these six, 200 pound guys at the same spot. Like I know I'm getting a, 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 bigger prospect there. I, it just worries me a little in, you know, cause I know we can't, we can't go wide receiver this year round one, Nick after one last year, and then expect to do it again next year. Cause we're just not. And. I don't know the class next year, but I assume there's going to be better prospects. I just I just do. But other than that, man, Tyreek Stevenson, Derek Halter, Tavius Martin, uh, Ivan Pace, and then the two inter- uh, pre- interior offensive linemen who are both great movement skills type guys that we can develop. It's just slamming good. That's A-plus style good. So this is an A-plus class for me, Austin. I love it, dude. Let's do one more just because okay. we do have a backlog. And we we'll go
2: with – let's see if there's one here. Oh, He's this so one. Deep. Okay. Yeah. Be silky. All right. I love the podcast. I've been listening from the beginning. Be nice. silky. Thank you. And this guy, since he's been listening from the beginning, he's like, I am going to put two mock drafts <laughs> in here for you guys to do both. And I'm okay with that. So we will start with the first mock draft that he has. So in the first round, he says 27. Maybe it was a trade back. I'm not really sure. It's not specified. Okay. It does say with trades. Never mind. I'm a freaking idiot. 27 Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. Love it. Joe Tipman at 59. Love it. Sydney Brown at 89. All right, like that's okay. I, I like Sidney Brown. I, I like Jartavis Martin a lot better, but that's that's fine. Taji Spears at ninety-one, Charlie Jones at one twenty eight, Isaiah McGuire at one thirty-four. Corian Bennett, the cornerback out of Maryland. So you got both Maryland quarterbacks here at 160. That's an athletic group right there. 209, you go with Charlie Thomas, the linebacker out of Georgia Tech. I don't know that much about him. 217, Byron Young, the defensive lineman out of Alabama, 240. Michael Jefferson, wide receiver. I believe that's out of Louisiana, Lafayette, but I could be mistaken there. TJ Bass, offensive guard out of Oregon, and then Chamari Connor, a cornerback out of Virginia Tech, cornerback safety. He's a little bit more of a safety, just kind of like a tweener type of player. For that first mock, Dan, I'm going to give it, let's say, a, a, I would say a B. Now, the, I don't know some of these players, and I haven't watched them, so it's it's a little incomplete for me, but I love getting Banks So I'm going to give a B plus just off that Joe Tipman's fine. Sidney Brown. Like I I get it. I get it. And he, you know what? He did step up in big situations at the, at the catch point in 2022. So for that, I I do like, but I just, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that consistently in the NFL. That's maybe a conversation for another day. Taji Spears running back. Absolutely love that at 91. Love Charlie Jones. Isaiah McGuire. I think is fine at that point of the draft. You get another high upside cornerback who is really athletic and Corian Bennett at 160. So I'm going to give it a B plus.
1: Okay. So he moved up from the B to B plus. That's also the great. I give this first mock to the B plus, you know, banks for me is an A plus pick with their first round pick though. He did trade back and still got him Titman Like I've said, I just feel like it's Pretty solid average pick at, at 57, 59 range. He has it here after trade backs. Same thing will go for Schmidt. It's not like average in a bad way. Just like I think these guys are probably about the 50 to 60th best prospects in this class. And I'm okay taking them there. It's not like Banks, where I feel like I'm getting a top 10 or top 15 type prospect. To be honest, like Banks to me could be one of the 10. Like, I don't know, yeah. man. Like there's there's not that many great prospects at the top of this draft. Like even players that people love like Tyree Wilson. I don't I, I see it with Wilson, but I don't love it with Wilson. I don't feel like he's as good as some of the other top defensive players in past classes. I got to say this though.
2: B Silky's next mock draft is pretty unique and I want to get your
1: opinion on it. Okay. We can skip forward to that because we've talked a lot about the other players in his class. I I think you broke them down and then B plus for me as well. Let's get to the next mock.
2: Yeah. So it was trade down Mm -hmm. get Pick 41, Emmanuel Forbes. Then at 45, he gets John Michael Schmitz. So that's a solid one two punch to start off day two right there. Yes. I like that. And then he gets at 57, Cedric Tillman's. Now you got your big bodied wide receiver. And You're like, all right, we're cooking. You know, we're adding some to the offense, adding some to the defense. But then at 89, he goes with Joe Titman after going with JMS and he says, move to guard. It's like, that's a bit of a projection. I understand it. A lot of people think Joe Titman has that type of flexibility. He's bigger, he can move. But, right. uh, Imagine going John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tippman. That's like unique. It. 128. I, like right. <laughs> I don't know if I like it or not, but it's it's different, you know, and, and yeah. I appreciate the creativity. Byron Young, the edge from Tennessee, older player, but holy crappy shot out of a freaking cannon, going up with his first three steps up the pass rushing arc. Question his ability to anchor down against the run, but he could be a situational pass rusher for you. Ronnie Hillman out of uh, Ohio State, safety. Roshan Johnson, running back Texas. The other Byron Young, which is the second time this has happened in a mock draft. And he says, yes, to B youngs, he's the defensive lineman out of Alabama, Charlie Thomas, a linebacker at Georgia tech, Yassir Abdullah edge at Louisville and
1: Josh Wiley, the tight end at C- Cincinnati. So what grade do you give that one after the funky, funky trade backs taking two interior of offensive lineman at 45 and
2: 89? Yeah. So I like a lot of the players that he has here. That, that is a pretty unique situation. Uh, you know, I haven't seen this yet. John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tidman in the same draft. I'm going to give it, I guess a B minus, but, uh, I, I don't. Hate the idea, but I don't see that happening either. So I'm going to go with a B minus. I like some of these other players you went with. I'll go C
1: plus on this one. Um, I just think it's creative, but ultimately the Giants don't end up getting like it's hard for me to give it a great grade when in some of these other mocks we're getting Deontay Banks, Joey Porter, um, even Zay Flowers. And our best player in this draft is Emmanuel Forbes, who I do really like. And you've really made me a fan of him, Nick, but I just it's so hard for me to think like an outlier type player to his extent from a size standpoint is a slam dunk pick, like maybe a Deontay Banks type you would get or something like that. And then John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tittman. I think Joe Tittman can play guard. Like he's six foot six with a lot of power to his profile in addition to the movement skills. So taking those two guys, and then you have like an interior offensive line of future of John Michael Schmitz, Joe Tittman and Josh Ezudu on paper it's as great as it gets but the but the key thing that we have to keep in mind is on paper because sometimes these guys just don't work out as expected on the interior offensive line this is why I'm not a huge fan of investing early picks in the interior offensive line so on paper it's amazing there Cedric Tillman a player who I really like at 57 overall from a value standpoint but I just worry about Cedric Tillman with Daniel Jones I'm going to be honest until I see it with Jones I just need I need to see it first with Daniel Jones that he's going to be able to take advantage of these types of receivers because right now the receiver that I think Daniel Jones works best with is the Sterling Shepard, the Richie James, the Wanda Robinson types, those types that can just get open early in their routes and, uh, not in, you know, you're not throwing them up balls outside of their frame and they're making adjustments to it. Uh, rest of the draft class, pretty solid. Roshan Johnson, obviously the pick I like most. So C plus for me in this one.
2: Nice. Nice.
1: Hey, thank you so much. B. silky. Yeah, thank you for sending in your mocks, and thank you for being a listener from the beginning. We really appreciate it. To everyone else, if you want to get your mock drafts read and graded and analyzed on air, send them in now. The more you send in, we're going to try our best to get – we're going to get to all of them. That means we do five-in-one show. That means we do five-in-one show. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon.